Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource, where we uncover the amazing resources available to help you on your holistic health journey and hopefully help you prevent issues before they arise. Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I wanted to ask if you are hoping to have a home birth or are you currently considering your options? If you answered yes to either of those questions, I'd love for you to join the waitlist for my home birth prep course. It's an online course that'll help you prepare your body, mind, and home for childbirth. I've had two home births myself, and what I teach helped me go from a 30-hour labor with my first child to a 10-hour and much smoother (laughs) labor with my second child. I've helped hundreds of women have smoother childbirths no matter where they gave birth, and I'd love to share this knowledge with you. Join my waitlist by going to progressivepelviceducation.com forward slash home birth prep. Welcome back to the Kumbaya podcast. If you are listening to this live, I know it's been a minute, but spring break hit here in Georgia and we had fun and just kept having fun. So (laughs) I'm getting back on track now. In my private practice and with my online courses, I'm really passionate about helping people see a vision for what's possible with their pelvic health. Oftentimes people are too embarrassed to ask questions about their pelvic issues or they make assumptions that prevent them from even asking. So they don't know what's possible for the pelvic health, their sexual health, childbirth, postpartum recovery, or post-surgical healing. I'm really excited to have today's guest join me because she is excellent at helping her clients cast a vision for what's possible with their real estate dreams. If you've been discouraged about the current real estate market, have fears around home ownership, or just don't know what questions to even ask, this is a great episode for you. Adriana Berlin helps Metro Atlantans upsize to the right size using her game plan process. She's been helping individuals and families buy and sell properties for eight years. She is a mom to three boys and lives in Clarkston, Georgia, where they decided to upsize to their right size and found the neighbors of their dreams. Her top three things to talk about these days are helping you reach your best life, the 12th season of Hoarders, and how much she loves the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes. I'm so excited to jump right in, so let's get started. I am so excited to have you here, Adriana. Thank you so much for joining me. I am really excited to be here. You know, I absolutely love you. I think that you make such a difference in people's lives, so I'm really honored that you were letting me come in and talk on your podcast. Oh, yay. It's mutual. It's so mutual. Um, (laughs) So I know there's a lot that goes into making the decision to move, especially to purchase real estate. So I think a good place for us to start would be to um, discuss some of the fears that maybe people have when they're thinking about a real estate purchase. So I'd love for you to um, share with us maybe what you see people worrying about or um, the fears that they have before they make a a buy of a home and how do you help your clients with that? Yeah, I'm, this is buying and selling a home is in the, they say it's in the top five most stressful moments of your life. Um, It's just really emotional. I mean, so many people cite money conversations as one of the biggest stressors in their relationship. 
And so you take that conversation and you add in all these parties that you have no way to communicate or really have any control or understanding of their motivations. So I know that a lot of people think that it's high interest rates or what their monthly payment is really going to be, but it is truly one of the biggest fears people have. Am I making an investment in my future that is not going to help me when it happens? And so one of the things that I really do to work with people is let's start with what isn't working in your life now and what do you want your life to look like? So I'll often tell people, let's walk through your house. Show me things that are not working for you. Think about how you want to spend your weekends. Um, and a lot of the things that I'll see are, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out where to put the toys. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted and I just don't want to pick anything else up. I feel like I don't live in an adult's house because I can't have my friends over to have a glass of wine because I'd have to clean everything. Um, so a lot of that is what is stopping you from living the abundant life that you deserve to live? And so shut your eyes. If you're listening to this, shut your eyes right now and think about what do you want to be doing on your weekends? What do you think will fulfill you emotionally, mentally, socially on the evenings? And is your current house allowing you to do that? Uh, I know you and I have talked before um, about, you know, what, what would life look like if it wasn't how we were living it right now? Um, and I think that's so important because it's not just about having a bigger backyard. It's not about having a kitchen with more, more counter space. It's what are you going to do with those things if you have them? So, um, yeah, I, I really want to connect people past the fear of the what if and, uh, and connect them to what can be. That's so good. And I think that is I know that's really actually rooted in like our nervous system and neurology and, and neuroscience, because as human beings, we are so trained to focus on the negative, you know, evolutionarily, right? Because it's what saves us from the bear or the tiger or whatever's yeah. coming at us. And we so minimize the positive. And you're right. Like, I think we can kind of ruminate and stay in this, well, what about this? Or if we leave this or, you know, all these things we may be, you know, it's like change is scary, right? And so when you focus on the positive, that is, that's, something that I think needs to happen and we don't automatically do that, right? Yeah, we definitely don't. Um, and that is, it's that evolutionary response. And I think it's especially, and um, I, just because I know we're talking to a lot of women here, I think that we are so programmed to constantly be vigilant about making the right decisions and keeping on top of things for our family. So it's, it's hard. You get into this mode of I'm going to do all this DIY stuff to make this work. Um, we are a family of four shoving ourselves into one bathroom and you start to do things like a whole new color coordinating system. So child one has these colors for a toothbrush and cup. And so they know what it is. And child two has this. And then the morning comes and you, your husband and one child have to be ready to go and out the door at 630. Guess who's getting up early? It's you. You are the one getting up and accommodating everybody else. And then you are spending your morning, not just getting yourself ready, but also navigating everybody else's stress and pain through that process. Um, so I think that 
it's really important to understand that when you start your day with that stress and, and honestly, it's a little bit of trauma, mm -hmm. uh, it's really hard to complete that stress cycle and get through the rest of your day feeling like the person you want to be. So imagine your life if you had two bathrooms. Imagine your life if you honestly didn't have to go in and continually look at Pinterest DIY to set up the closet that's going to make it easy for your kids to be able to get dressed on their own in the morning. Mm. Yes. How much time you would get back and less stress and worry and all the mental load that that, you know, we have enough mental load. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really, like, don't need to add anymore. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, that's so, that's so awesome. Um, now, what are people's options, right? I mean, um, we talked about like, okay, two bed, you know, two bed bathroom, like maybe four bedroom place, or um, I'm sure there's more than just that. Like what could people even consider? Yeah, I think there's a variety of things to consider. Um, the one really important thing um, that I wanna find out is what do you actually wanna use your house for? And what do you want to have surrounding you? You know, maybe you're scared to move because you have like the best neighbors, you they have the same age kids as you, they're doing a lot of the same activities. And while your house isn't working, the fear of losing those neighbors. Mm -hmm. So we really want to talk about what it is you need out of life again. And a lot of people come to me and say, I want a really nice kitchen. Awesome. Yeah. I am so excited. I want to help you find that. But what are you using that kitchen for? And it takes a little bit of conversation to get past just the pain point of, oh, I don't have enough counter space right now. And I really like to keep my air fryer out on the counter because I used it so much. Um, so we want to talk about what that actually looks like. Do you really just need a better pantry, maybe with slide out drawers so that you can leave that in there, be, be able to use it? Is it that you actually entertain and would love to have a breakfast bar or something where you can um, leave out hors d'oeuvres? You know, so we really want to dive down into, again, what is it that you want out of life? And then we'll back into what we need to find for your house. Mm. Uh, I have a client right now that she is an amazing baker. She does luxury wedding cakes and she has built this business in her basement. And that's awesome. But one of the things she said was, I need a bigger kitchen. Yeah, totally. But really what you need is a second kitchen and you need an uh, outbuilding, a garage, something that is separate from your family. Mm -hmm. And it took a minute of conversation because she was moving from, I've learned to live with this kind of level of stress and navigating around all of it to shut your eyes. Yeah. What do you actually need to be successful? If I removed all your pain points along the way, what would actually help you grow your business? And when it came down to it, she said, I need to run electricity to a shed. I need to turn that into the bakery of my dreams. And I need to be able to shut the door when I am done for the day. Mm -hmm. So there's so many options. Yeah, working in your basement, like, oh my gosh. Even if it's like a, a basement that does have some outside windows, like, that is not, it just sounds like, you know, even while you're working, even if she had a huge basement and all the space she needed, it's still, like you said, it's not separate from the house where she can kind of shut the door. And I just think of sunlight, you know, I mean, who isn't happy mm -hmm. 
either working with music or working with sunlight, some kind of windows. I've, you know, worked in rooms that have no windows for many, many years. And oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, sad. it's it gets you down. And I think that that's something, I mean, working from home and working remote is so great. We are so fortunate. It's one of those things that came out of the pandemic that so many people were able to make those adjustments to their life. But one of the things, one of the reasons the real estate market was so hot during the pandemic was people were working from home and realizing setting up in the corner of the kitchen was not going to cut it. No. Um, And most of my clients are still in a position where even just a few days a week, they are working from home or have that option. And so it's about finding a place for them where they can have that alternate life. And some people are fine being able to work kind of in the corner of the kitchen. A lot of people need to have that mental break. And where we had that commute, especially in Atlanta, people who were having long commutes kind of could shut down along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, when your commute is 10 feet to the laundry room, it's it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not you can't helpful. listen to a podcast. You can't de-stress at all. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. So I, I really want to help people cultivate, again, that life that they want to live. And so I think one of the things we struggle with in Atlanta is we're not a town with great public transportation. You're going to be driving everywhere. And Mm -hmm. so we move into an area and you kind of stay in your radius. And so one of the things I talk to people about is what's your radius right now? Well, I live in, I'm renting in city of Decatur in a two bedroom, one bath. I really need more room, but all of my friends and family live in this area. Mm. How do I find that? And so we have to dive down and, okay, what is your comfortable monthly payment? And sometimes this is me. Um, I have clients that joke I'm part marriage therapist um, because sometimes that's me sitting down with a couple and saying, what fits into your budget and what are you each most comfortable with? And what is that going to allow you to spend? And then we have to look at the map and say, based on what you are comfortable with, now let's look at the map. And now let's start talking about what school districts you want to be in. If you want to be on a cul-de-sac, do you need a larger yard? And then one of my post-closing things, I tell people reach out anytime. I have a wonderful, we call her our client concierge. Once we find that perfect home for you, we want to help you start living your life there. So you can reach out to us. Lisa will help you figure out the best daycares in the area. She can help you find where you might want to have swim lessons for your kids. And I want to make sure you're settling in. So a reminder to do things like go join the neighborhood pool. That's where your new community is. And it doesn't mean you have to leave your friends and family from the past, but I'm sure you are starting to feel this as your kid's age. I have a 13-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-and-a-half-year-old. Their lives are taking over my life. So it is a much more intentional process for me to spend time with my friends who are in an old neighborhood. I love that I get to have that time with them. But I realize even if they live next door and I love my neighbors, we still only see each other about once every two weeks. Yeah. I am, I am like a taxi service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we created a life when we moved to Clarkston where our pediatrician is walking distance. Our um, dentist is about a five minute drive away. My sons go to daycare at a place we can walk to. We needed to create a life that wasn't so much time in the car. Mm-hmm. 
And some people for them, it's, I need that one hour commute home so that I can come home, be relaxed and be centered. Mm-hmm. So again, what do you need your life to look like to be able to be present and happy in your own home? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like the opposite could also be true, especially if you're in healthcare, you're like, I don't want to go for a walk and run into my patients. You know, I want to have that separation, really physical separation of this is my personal life and I go down into town or wherever and I, and I work in, I, I, I just remember that when I worked someplace and um, yeah, there was like a certain point where I was like living and working really close to each other. And then I was walking and I was like, oh my gosh. But again, that was when I was younger. Now I don't care. I like seeing people, <laughs> you know, but. It's, so, you still have that moment. I've been, you yeah. know, we moved to Clarkston and I am, I have, I've started to be more conscious about running up to the coffee shop here to refuge right. coffee and not being mm-hmm. kind of in my workout pajama clothes. You know, yeah. it's like I'm going up for a coffee at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, but I'm running into the same people. We're a really small community and I'm realizing I don't want to be known as the person <laughs> who um, clearly went back to bed after his kids went to daycare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oops, hi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I I did shower yesterday, maybe <laughs> last night. I think <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I think I cared so much, but like more when I was younger. You know, I just I remember it was I was living by Chastain, and I would do these like runs around Chastain, and I was like, oh, I'm seeing that person, and I'm you know, and then they'd stop and ask you questions. They're like, I'm out of time, you know, like I want to get something done here, but um, yeah, now it's more like, oh my gosh, I just want to look presentable a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think there's. You know, again, that's one of those things that what what do you want your life to look like? Yeah. I especially having I'm the only I'm the only female in the house. And I realized that I was had gotten away from doing my hair and doing my makeup because I have a house full of people who don't care about doing their hair and makeup. Right. So it was like I would find myself trying to get everything done in 15 minutes. And um some of that was we were in a much smaller rental. We lost a house to a tree and we had to move into a really small rental for a year. And it was a wonderful situation for us just given the circumstances, but it just felt hectic every morning. I didn't have a space that I could go into and shut a door and not have to hear everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that was really important to me. For me, an abundant life looks like a bathroom that I could shut the door and it was separate enough from my family that I didn't hear the craziness of a three and a half year old, not wanting to put on his shoes mm-hmm. while I was finishing up my makeup. Um, and, you know, I think it's a little different for everybody. That sounds really coming from not doing any of this stuff to doing it. It feels really superficial, but sometimes self care feels awkward and superficial until you are able to do it well. Um, And so I think about, I read this book after my third kid was born. And one of the mantras is I'm a better mom when I am able to do these things for myself. So I was really intentional about when we move and buy our next house, I want to have a house where I can have the self-care space that I need so that I can be a better mom for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So telling clients, um, you know, if if you are a person that you are filled when you have social time with people, 
where do you want that to be? Do you mm -hmm. want an open concept kitchen and living room so that you can do food gatherings? Do you want to have the killer backyard so that you can do bonfires in the evening with a glass of wine? Um, are you somebody who needs to be walking distance to a coffee shop because you go up there and you turn into the mayor of the town? You know, let's let's create that life for you. Um, and your journey is my journey. So, you know, clients will say to me, oh, I'm so sorry that we're looking at the 15th house in the last couple of weeks, but I don't want my clients to settle mm. because if you don't come out with a better life and you started with going into this process, you're never going to be fulfilled. I'm not going to feel like I have added anything to your life. And 95% of my clients are referral based. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that's because I have done a good job of connecting people to the life that they want to have. And we need, we need that. We need someone like you in our corner because oh. I literally just, I mean, I hear this every day from women and I was just having this conversation yesterday with a, a wonderful woman and she was saying, you know, I really think that I just don't tune into my body. I realize I, the only time I even listen to my body is when I like stub my toe or I have a headache or I have a cramp, like I don't really tune in. I just, it's easier for her to ignore the niceties and like the subtleties of like, oh, the wind on my skin or the breeze, you know, and like when things actually feel good in her body. And I, and I think it's just because we have this, like, we have to keep going. We have to focus on everyone else and take care of everyone else. So little things like that, like having a bathroom where you can shut the door and having a place where you feel comfortable that, you know, your kids can eat there and you can be working in the kitchen and you can kind of keep your eye on them and entertain or be part of the mix. I mean, I, I just think open concept is the way to go, but, you know, because you're not like closed off and away from everyone. And that's not, that's not superficial. That's not selfish. That's really you filling your cup and you being a part of your family or part of what you want to create. Right. So I just think it's awesome that you are so intentional about that and then giving people the permission to be intentional about it too. And it's like validating, yes, I hear you. And I think that is so important and I'm here to hold your hand on that journey and, and make that happen. Right. Oh, incredible. So thank you. <laughs> I, um, how should someone start the process? So they have these, um, like, you know, that they want, like even, you know, dreaming about their home, like where did they, I mean, I know you've kind of talked a little bit on this, but is it really, you know, thinking of the life they, they want or the nitty gritty or the school or what are, is there like one that you should start with more than another? Yeah, I think it's a little different for everybody. Um, the right time to reach out to me is when you're starting to think about it. So mm -hmm. a lot of people will feel like, well, I don't want to waste your time until I'm actually ready. But when you are starting to think about it, call me. Okay. Let's meet for coffee. Let me come over to the house. And I'm going to say this here. If you call me and invite me to your house, did you not clean your house? I don't need that. <laughs> I, 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 too, am the person who wants to clean my house and then ends up just saying, I'm really sorry my house isn't clean. Um <laughs> But you do not need to do that. I see all, in the all of it and in the kids room or like behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> right. And part of part of it is I want to come over and see how you're actually living so that mm -hmm. I know I can walk into someone's house um, or do a Zoom call or even just go for a walk and have coffee. And I get a really good feeling for what what the pain points are in their life. Mm -hmm. And then I can start helping tease that out from there. 
we will set a little bit of, I call it the game plan process. We want to do a game plan for next steps for you. Generally, those next steps are talking to a lender. I have a couple of lenders I really love to, because I know one, that they are good communicators. They strive for a stress-free process. If they pre-approve you, you will close on that loan. There was going to be no question. Um, and I want you to talk to them about, here's what I can get approved for. And what is my payment at that amount? And here's the payment I want to have. Where does that put me with what I should spend? And we want to look at both of those numbers, because if we're finding that for what you want, we're not going to be at your optimal payment, we want to kind of know where we can we can push. So do we push by expecting less out of the house, looking in a different area, or do we push by what would it be if we upped our budget just a touch? And that's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, from there, we will discuss the buyer's brokerage agreement. We're going to discuss some of the process and the um, contracts that you're going to be signing along the way. I want my clients to be educated so that nothing feels like a surprise. There's going to be surprises because you're dealing with people that you don't know, that yeah. you don't understand their motivation. I mean, I don't know anybody who gets through the negotiation process and isn't like, what is this person's problem? I'm like, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. They're yeah. probably having the same conversation about you. It's okay. <laughs> so it's it's definitely one of those things that if you are selling, you want to call me six months to a year out. Um, you can call me a week before you want to sign in the yard. Um, but that longer process is really helpful because I can come through, I can tell you, here is what I would change. Here is what needs to be packed up. And that gives you time to not have to do everything frantically in two weekends. Mm -hmm. um, we want your house looking amazing because somebody else is going to come in and they want to see their life there. So there's some pro process to that. Even if you're just upsizing from a apartment that you've been living in, or I had a client recently, he's just been renting rooms for the last five or six years um, and finally bought his own home. A lot of that process was still having that conversation three to four months out about here's how to prep, here's how to prep financially, here's how much money I think you should have set aside. I want you to start talking to a lender. Some people will just take the lender that I suggest and I try to match people up based on personality. And some people really need to interview and spend time talking to somebody who's going to be so involved in your finances. I mean, this is a little gross, but a girlfriend of mine said recently, when you talk to a lender, an accountant or a real estate agent, they end up finding out so much about you financially. It's kind of like you're pooping in front of them. <laughs> I know that sounds so gross, but I was like, Oh my God, that's exactly what I feel like with my accountant when I hand over my stuff. I'm like, oh. yeah, they're like, don't, don't, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. So I, again, really want this to be your process and I should be there to advise and guide you along the way. Um, I want to get to know you and understand your motivations and understand the needs that you may not be able to even verbalize. So that when we get into that moment that feels a little stressful or you aren't sure what to do, I know enough about you to keep you focused and moving towards your goal. Mm. And I love that game plan process. So is that something like, 
like a printed up sheet that they get or like a package or something or something you kind of just run through how is it I just I love I love booklets and processes and things like that so. <laughs> I was gonna say you're a process person so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like oh give um, me some yeah I actually list yeah <laughs> I do. I have a list. I have a buyer's list and a seller's list that kind of gives you an overview of every step of the process. Um, and then from there, we will dig in. Um, I am in a house of neurodivergent people. I say this all the time. If you have asked me something three times, I need to explain it differently for your brain. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you tools to look at and to reference. And then I am here to adjust your needs and the way that you kind of process things. It is so much information, especially when I'm starting with somebody and they're like, I'm ready to see houses next weekend. Yeah. I'm ready to put the sign in the yard. I promise you that that week that we are going through information and getting prepped and my team is taking pictures, writing up your listing presentation, uh, all of those things, we're going to move quickly. I want to make sure that you feel like you are educated enough that this game plan that we put together is successful for you. So, um, yeah, I tell my clients, if you ask me something three times, I will readjust how I explain it. And please, please, please stop saying, I know you told me that's already. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says that. I promise everybody says that at some point in the process. But part of that game plan is giving you framework and understanding up front and then reinforcing that through the process. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And like you said, people take in things differently, but also when money's involved, stress is involved, and you really just may not hear. You know, it's like, oh, I think you said that, but like I totally blocked it out because I'm just like so, you know, your your nervous system isn't in a receptive state sometimes, depending, right? You know, yeah. I mean, I think we do not value the trauma that we have. And I think, you know, we're getting, we're talking more and more in society about trauma and body responses to trauma and it not just being, um, I am listening to this amazing book right now. I can't remember if we talked about this, but burns out. Um, and one of the things they talk about is you get into the stress and as you're running away from the lion, if lightning hits the lion and you turn around and realize the lion is dead, you're still in that stress response. You don't just automatically go, oh, great, let's go get lunch with friends. <laughs> you're still kind of reeling. And so that's one of those things, you know, I, during the negotiation process, tell people, you're welcome to reach out to me as much as you need to. This is really stressful, especially when you don't know, you don't have control over what necessarily is going to be coming back on a counter or what's happening next or what the timeline is going to be. Um, I want to be available to help you through that stress so that by the end of this, you can just enjoy it. And one of the things to really keep focused on in this process is your game plan should get you to the abundant life that you want to live. And I will remind you during the process, one, you're doing a great job. I know this is stressful. Keep your head above water. Do not get stressed out or try to decipher what it is the other person is thinking and doing. Stay firm in what is important to you. Mm. If they come back and ask for $5,000 more and you have already told yourself that that is not what you want to do, I'm going to help you hold firm to that. Okay. I'm going to push you a little bit in some areas. I'm going to really try to bolster you during that process okay. and remind you that in five years, 
fact that we're squabbling over screens right now is not going to change your holiday morning when you wake up with your family. You, you will be laughing about it at that point. Right. Greens was my first house. That was like a sticking point. And finally, my real estate agent was like, is this going to make Christmas morning better for you? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, really good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, duly noted. <laughs> oh, God. That's like, a good perspective. Well, and that's where working with someone as experienced as you, I think it helps. Like, you'll know when to hold the line and when to say, hmm, let's, let's think about this. Like, if you're holding that decision, great, but maybe think about it a little more. But and I, um, yeah, that's all amazing. That's amazing. All, all your feedback and you just give in so many good tips and suggestions. I do just want to make one more little plug because the people that I know that you have worked with, I have seen just your attention to detail, like you showing up for them, the, the diligence and, and getting whatever needs to get done, done, but also, um, like thinking outside the box. And that is what, I mean, I know at least one of the people I know that worked with you, she got her house because you're like, Hey, let's have you do a little video and, you know, record you and your daughter, you know, just kind of saying why you like the house. And she, there are so many buyers and even over what she, and I was just like, Oh, damn. <laughs> and it was just, and it was wonderful because I wanted her to get the house. And um, yeah. I just, I, I think how you help people and the way that you show up is so um, unique in a way and, and just so helpful and so powerful. And I just, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, that person, when they made that video, I think I, I watched it like six times and I cried every time. Oh, <laughs> I, feel oh like that now. I think she cried too. <laughs> I didn't actually see it, but she said she yeah. cried. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it. I'm, I am a real estate negotiation expert. I'm actually certified in it. I have spent um, now 20 years of my life negotiating in B2B sales um, and in real estate. And I don't just negotiate with the other side. I'm also negotiating with you through the process. I'm negotiating with you to help you not give up, fall short, not keep reaching for that life that you want to have. Um, and I think it's so important to be creative. I tell my clients, this is going to get stressful. I use a lot of dating analogies because we've all dated. We've all seen Lifetime movies, whatever. Um, and I tell people, you know, we're going to have stressful conversations. That first meeting is not just for you to make sure that you're a fit for me. It's to make sure that I'm a, I feel comfortable and I know that I can be a fit for you um, because we're going to have a conversation at some point that I'm going to call and I tell people, you know, when you've been on a date and it didn't go well, you don't want to talk to them again. And they call the next day and you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't want that to be me. I want you to pick up the phone and say, I know that this is going to be a stressful conversation, but it's not because of you. It's not okay. because of me. It's because we are working through some discomfort or we're working through making a big decision that has a little bit of unknown around it. Uh, I just, I really love connecting with people. I've always been that way. And I am a connector of my network. So people on this podcast, if you are looking for a contractor, you're looking for even a hairstylist. Um, I have a whole list of people 
you're looking for a pelvic PT person. <laughs> She's amazing. She has changed my life. Um, but I reach out to me at adrianaabatlanta.com or you can go to abatlanta.com. Reach out to me and I will send you my list of preferred and trusted contractors. These are people that have worked directly with me or with clients and I just think do an exceptional job. I can take that little bit off your plate and really help you to do that minutia yeah. um, that's, that feels really hard, yeah. you know? Thank you so much for your time, Adriana. Oh my gosh, that was amazing and so helpful. And I appreciate all that you shared. Can you share one more time um, how people can um, find you, like, how, you know, on social media and email and all that stuff? Yeah, um, social media is... Adriana Berlin Real Estate um, on pretty much everything. Um, or you can reach out to me at adriana at abatlanta.com. Um, I really, really love talking to people. So reach out to me. You can have 30 minutes of my time. Ask me any question you want about the current market, real estate in general. And um, even if you're not local nationally, I help people find realtors that will not waste their time and will treat them really well. So feel free to reach out to me. Even if you're in California, I'll connect you to the right people. Yay. Oh, that's thank you so much. I just adore you. And really, you've changed my life. So I am so thankful for you. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you for joining me today. Take care. All right. We'll talk soon. Do you ever wish that you could learn the essentials of pelvic health from an experienced pelvic floor physical therapist at a fraction of the cost and from the comfort of your own home? This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. Pelvic health is wealth, and there is a lot of essential information about our pelvic floor that isn't taught in school. Learn what to do and not to do to avoid the inconvenience and pain of pelvic floor issues in a self-paced course you can take anywhere. Visit ProgressivePelvicEducation.com to get access today. This content is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Please discuss any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition with your physician or a qualified healthcare professional. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.